I'm Cindy Verbalin with Ray Carr, and the show is Hitting the Mark with our star, Jeffrey Mark. Well, we're getting away from Peter. We're making this all about the Hollywood squares. And I'd like you to know about my friend Peter, because he's so much, I mean, he brought so much to the show. He had to have so much talent in so many areas to be so good on the show. But he got all of that together because he was doing so many other things and has done so many other things since then. And uh, he's been an awfully good friend to me. What, what made Peter such a, um, I mean, what made him so likable? He's a real person. He understood the game by watching his sister and his brother-in-law go through their public careers, marriage, divorce, how they handled all of that. He understood show business and he still understands, he understands the business of the business. And Peter, more than most people I've ever met, has conspicuously separated out his private life from his public life. Peter, Peter has his own dynasty of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren I think he's even a great, great at this point. Nieces and nephews, great nieces and nephews, great, great nieces and nephews, old family friends, show business friends. And he's got a wonderful wife, Lori Marshall Stewart, who takes incredible care of him. She herself is a real person, a lovely woman who makes sure he sees all of his family all of the time. And uh, they have a lovely home uh, in the San Fernando Valley a beautiful rustic home. It's not really a mansion. It's just a very comfortable, lovely place with a guest house and a pool on a different level and gardens. They can walk all around and never leave their own property. They've made a lovely life for themselves above and beyond the sky. And that's who Peter is. When you talk to Peter, you're talking to a guy. You're not talking to a stock. Yeah. Well, I guess the question I would have with that is it's quite amazing and quite the anomaly that he was able to be in the Hollywood mix and not be like a lot of people from Hollywood. I think I've kind of sort of already answered that in that he he observed the people who came before him because like myself, he was a part of show business from the time he was a teenager. So he saw the pitfalls. He saw other people's marriages coming. He saw his fellow performers be absentee husbands and absentee fathers. He didn't want that for himself. He learned from other people's mistakes. And I think he's learned it well. And you married the right person. His current wife of many, many, many years is a lovely person. They share the same sort of outlook on life. They have fun, they eat well, and they give to others. So they, they have this enormous coterie, of which I am one, of people who adore them and see them and talk with them and visit with them and make Peter's life full. Maybe that's why at 95, he still got his, all of his marbles and he still has his looks and he can still sing. And up to a couple of months ago, he was still working. The couple of months ago, we'll, we'll get you towards the end of the hour, but the last couple of months ago. But, uh, but let me give you an example of Peter Marshall. 
I'm in Peter's house. Well, this is quite a while ago. We're having coffee and talking about show business. And he mentioned that Mike Miner, who uh, played Steve Elliott on Pentecost Junkie, mm-hmm. had been a son-in-law of his or a brother-in-law, I forget, an in-law. And that Mike was having some problems with alcohol and drug use. I said, well, Peter, you know I'm clean and sober, right? He said, yeah. He said, Jeff, can you help me? I said, give me a small number. And I called Mike and did what I could for him and and did it for a while. Uh, I, I helped Mike for a while until Mike moved back to the West Coast and got his own help. But that's who Peter is. What's the problem? How can we fix it? When he found out, gosh, almost 10 years ago now, that I had developed COPD, Lori called me to ask how I was. She said, wait a minute, Peter wants to talk to you. Hey, Jeff, hey, I hear you got COPD. What do you need? What can I buy for you? How can I help you? There wasn't even do you need. It's like, here, here I am. How can I make your life When Joel was dying, I, I used up all of my money helping to pay for the medical bills. So I did something that's very hard for me. I went public that my family needed money. Who is the single biggest donator to Joel's cancer fund? Lori and Peter Marshall. That's the kind of people they are. That's why I adore them. Wow. <clears throat> did Peter did Peter miss acting? When he became, you know, began doing the game show. Well, he didn't have to miss it because he was doing summer stuff. He was doing uh, nightclubs. He was he had his own talk show, variety show for a while. Peter is like like me, I guess. Uh, the different hats he wears in show business. If one thing isn't going for him, he turns to another. I don't think Hollywood Squares ever bored him. Because it wasn't, it was a full time job, and that he was doing it five network shows a week, one nighttime show a week. At one point, it was almost 10 shows a week, syndicated and network. But they're done, in groups, they're done in groups of five. So if you're, if you're spending a weekend with Peter, he's doing five shows on Saturday, five shows on Sunday, and then Monday through Friday, he's free to play Las Vegas, to play nightclubs, to be in summer stuff. So Hollywood Squares didn't keep him from him. Huh. It made him so famous that he probably had more offers than he could actually handle. Wow. Did Peter get along with all the stars in the show or were there some that he didn't really intermingle with too much after the show was over? Like anyone else. You like some people, you don't like other people. So um, Peter was a total player. He is a total player. You would never know from watching the show that there were some celebrities he had a hard time. Some of them were the comedians who just, even when they were told by the producers, look, come back on the comedy and play the game. They just refused. There were some celebrities, even during taping, when Peter would step on them, they just keep going. They would have to let the celebrity just blah, 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 cut it out of the show. And, and people would come, well, now let's get back to our game. So, Miss X, 
And and there are people Peter doesn't like. We've just, he and I have discussed there are people in the business that have rubbed him the wrong way or he felt were less than human, <laughs> uh, less than the kind of human he was. They were liars, they were users. Uh, they were not generous with their time or their money or their thoughts. Um, so yeah, like any other person, he has likes and dislikes. I'm not going to tell you who they are. And that's that's Peter's business. But sure, sure, there are people he didn't like. But he never, ever, ever allowed that to color a professional performance. Hmm. Any particular play that he enjoyed doing more than others? He really really enjoyed being in the project book, both on Broadway and on tour. It was such a stretch for him. Uh, Peter is of a certain age, 95. You know, he was born at a time in West Virginia, where I don't imagine they were terribly loving and open about gay folks. And here he is on Broadway playing a gay man singing about his love for another man. That says a lot about Peter. He loved Jerry Herman's music. He loved the part. And uh, Peter has a lot of gay friends and doesn't care. Doesn't care if you're gay, doesn't care if you're not gay. Are you a nice person? Do you have an intellect? Do you have a good heart? Do you work for charity? Yay, come join the party. Uh, who you're sleeping with or who you pray to or what kind of clothing you, he just doesn't care. Hmm. Did, um, did Peter ever have any regrets about um, that he'd like to be in a certain movie that he never got a chance to be in? No. The only regrets I ever heard Peter give were about his family. That his marriages before his marriage to Laurie didn't work out. Uh, that he wasn't successful at home until he was. And his marriage to Laurie is probably one of the happiest marriages I've ever seen. In that, and I, it was such a, a wonderful paradigm, a wonderful model for people. The only other people I really, really knew or know like this, my mother's parents, my grandparents, who I adored, and Lucy Arnaz and Larry Luckenberg. In that, each one takes good care of the other. Each one is there to help the other one with their problems. Each one adores the other. It's not a competition. It's not all about the man or all about the woman or all about the one who is more famous than the other or all about the one who has more money than the other. Uh, Peter and Laurie's marriage, people who want to be happily married should like study them for several months and watch how they do it. You, one feels good just being in their presence, being in their home. You can feel the love. You can feel the good vibes. How does he do it? That, that's very difficult. What you're describing is something that is very foreign to me. And it sounds like something all of us want, but it's very difficult to obtain. I think you have to start who you are as a person. Peter has all this love inside of him. Peter is very a great friend. He realizes how many people out there would love to be in his position, but didn't make it for a reason. He's aware how lucky that is. Now, that luck comes with incredible hard work, 
and talent and God-given good looks that you can't do anything about. But despite what he put into it, he feels lucky. He feels grateful. So that, that's number one. He wanted to be a good husband. He wanted to be a good father. So you have to want those things. If you don't want those things, you're not going to be there. And eventually he learned enough from his mistakes to find the right woman. Lori could have been like a lot of show business wives. You know, the second and third wives these guys marry who are much younger and blonde and pretty. <laughs> and they want status. They want to eat at all the right restaurants. They want to um, drive a wedge between their spouse and all the old friends from the old life and push them away. They, they want the children and grandchildren pushed away so that they're the center and maybe their children and grandchildren mm-hmm. take up all the room. See, Laurie is not like that. Laurie has a lovely family. I mean, I've, I've, met, I've met her brother and her parents. They're lovely people. And Laurie goes way out of her way <laughs> to love and include everybody Peter loves in her life. She didn't push them away she brought him even closer to me, which made him happy. So you have to have the right person. So it's a combination of who Peter is, who Laurie is, what they wanted out of life, which is a home, a home where people want to come. You know, the, the song, you can tell when there's love in a home. When you walk into their home, you can tell there's love in this. It's hard to do. I'm not saying what they've acquired is easy. But they decided to put the work in to make it happen, and I applaud for it. Yeah, that's um, that, that's a great story because a lot of people would, would would die to have that, you know, to have that kind of you know environment to create that kind of environment. So it does seem like it's a reflection of you know who he is, as you mentioned before. This is hitting the mark. I am Cindy Verbalin with Ray Carr and our star, the Mark Jeffrey Mark. 